0: you Lord Jesus, thank you you, Father, Mm, the Lord is good, and he's mighty upon this land. Thank you and we're so happy that we get to call you Lord, Savior, Father, and that we serve you. Thank you Father, thank you. Thank you for keeping us, even when we didn't know we needed to be kept. And when we cry out and call upon your name, you keep us, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you. We invoke your spirit to be upon us and in us so that we can receive your word today. That it is a, a word that's going to help us and quicken us, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So give us ears to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to his church today, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, send your angels out to bring in the saints who need to hear from heaven today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. This is not a time for us to shriek back, but to push forward in the name of Jesus. So Father, I ask you to continue to show me the things you want me to see so when I speak, Master, be those things you want me to say in Jesus name I pray amen Amen. praise the Lord praise the Lord okay we are in uh, Colossians 2 and we're going to pick up at verse 13 and 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 I think I'm going to title this message today dead to the world yet alive so in Colossians 2 beginning with verse 13 through 23 I'll read the verses and then we'll come back and dissect them and it says and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh have he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses and so that quickened together mean has made alive with Christ having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which is, which is certificates of debt, <laughs> glory, that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Amen. Oh my God. And having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them and triumphing over all of them. Let not man therefore judge you in meat or in food or in drink or in respect of a holy day or the new new moon or of the Sabbath days, (laughs) which are shadows of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Oh, wow, this, this is just so powerful. Which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. The body is the substance of Christ. That's us. Yes. Let no man beguile you of your reward and a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up, by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head, or holding to the head, from which all the body, by joints and bands or ligaments, having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increases with the increase of God. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, that means basic principles of the world, Why as thou, why as though living in the world are you subject to rules or ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, and then according to the doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship in humility, and it says it, it appears like that. And neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. This is, this, this is really, really powerful. Okay, and so we're going to go back to 13. And um, it says, as you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcisions of your flesh, which he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses and speaking of being spiritual before christ accepting christ we were spiritually dead and separated from god due to sin amen, amen. this verse is a continuing of uh, verses 11 and 12 that talked about being circumcised not according to the law of the jews by flesh but your spirit has been circumcised, it's been seared and 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 changed so um uh since this is a continuation from those verses, Paul tells the Gentiles of the church, you were spiritually circumcised, not physically. you have been circumcised, but not by the flesh Amen. but by the spirit, Amen. okay. So do not let legalism take you back. What was done to you was not by human hands. In other words, when you were circumcised by the Spirit, that wasn't done by human hands, but it was done by the Messiah, who stripped away your flesh and the old old nature's control over your body. So circumcision. And the natural is the cutting away of skin. But in the spirit, God stripped away all of that old skin and caused your flesh to die to sin and to the old nature that at one time was controlling your body, but now your body should be controlled by the spirit of the living God. Being united with the Messiah your old body is replaced with a spiritual body like Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's go over to um, cor- uh, 1 Corinthians 15 to, verif- to verify that. But I said, these particular verses are so powerful. But if we get them, you'll have a sense of freedom in your mind that will allow you to walk in the newness of Christ that he said he has made us to be, okay? So 1 Corinthians 15, uh, beginning with verse 45, we're going to go 45 to uh, 49, and Paul says, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quicken- quickening spirit, a life-giving spirit it means he quickens our spirit to become alive in him Amen. but dead to the natural things and to the world how be it that was not first which is spiritual okay how be it that that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural the first is the natural then the spirit and afterward that which is spiritual oh hallelujah jesus mm. The first man is of the earth, or the earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Amen. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And, and as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. So if you are going to be, um, operate according to the things of the world, you are part of the earth, you are earthy. You don't mind the things of the spirit. But if you are things of the Spirit, then you are of heavenly, and you mind the things that are heavenly based. Yes. So, <laughs> glory, hallelujah. So, while you're saying, I'm just keeping it real, that means you're keeping it to the earth. All those things that are perishable and are going to leave. But, it, but in order for us to rise above, we have to keep our thoughts on things that are above heavenly. And those things are eternal and everlasting. So you don't reason out your status based on earthly information. You have to reason it according to the heavenlies because you are a new creation in Christ. So you are made into his image. You're supposed to have the body of Christ in you. So your thoughts should rise above this earthly situation. Okay. 49 says and as we have have borne the image of the earthy we shall also bear the image of the heavenly so before christ you bore the image of this earth but now in christ you have a new image and it should be looking like christ you don't fall prey to what you used to be accustomed to now if you are a new creation in christ those things that you were once accustomed to should be feel uh, like an alien. Amen. That you should be feeling uncomfortable yeah. towards those things that you once felt before Christ. Now that you're in Christ, they're uncomfortable. There are sometimes are appalling. It's not being religious, it's being the new nature that God has formed you into. And if you don't find it appalling or foreign, then you need to go back to the to your prayer closet and ask God to help you realize and recognize who you have become in Him. Help me, Holy Ghost. You didn't get saved to be a church member and have church attendance. You got saved to become a new person in Christ so that through him, he can realize his kingdom on this earth for earthly people to see there is a higher force than what you are walking in and and what you realize. Amen? And and so 49 says, And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly just like how you wore that earthly suit before now that it has been removed you will bear the image of the heavenly we can do that through the power of the holy ghost stop super spiritualizing stuff to the point that you can't comprehend who you have become in christ Amen. Amen. amen before your spiritual circumcision i'm back into colossians you were dead. This is what Paul is telling the church. But you have been raised up along with Christ by God's faithfulness that, that worked when he raised Jesus from the dead. I'm, I, I, I think I need to read this again so it can uh, sink in. Before your spiritual circumcision, when, when, when God cut away the flesh, you were dead. You were dead before Christ, but you have been raised up now along with Christ by God's faithfulness that worked when he raised Jesus from the dead. So that's why we should have been rejoicing and celebrating in remembrance on Resurrection Sunday what had been done because what had been done to Christ has been done to us who confessed Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We came up from the dead just like he has And in him, we have the same power and authority because of what he has done. Go over to Romans 8, 11. will confirm uh, the statement I just made about being raised in, in Christ along with Christ. Romans 8, verse 11. It says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies, give life. It's, 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 it's a holy life. It's a spiritual life. It's not the natural life that you once experienced. It's a whole different life. Said he will give you life in your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just kind of Stay here for a second because I'm just getting some thought. Okay, so if the Spirit of God is in me, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living in me now. So because He's living in me now and I have His life in me, He can cause me to raise up, arise up from anything earthly that's trying to hold me back. So that will then include sickness, disease, people, whatever. But it just doesn't happen just because it's written. It happens because you received it in your spirit when you read it, and now you are able to speak it and declare it so that it can happen, just like what Jesus did when he gave it to us. You see, the enemy don't want you to recognize that kind of power, so he makes it appear to be so complex, so complicated, that it's unreal to you. But born of Jesus, when you hear of a spiritual newness and revelation, mystery, in life, it is not unreal to you. It's unreal to a heathen-thinking person. But it's supposed to be real in our spirit. Okay, back to Colossians. Th- now, this doesn't mean that your old nature cannot have influence over you, but that you can rule over it. <laughs> okay, the spiritual can always rule over the natural. So, it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be ent- uh, enticed or tempted. But it means that you don't have to fall prey to it and succumb to the temptations because the spirit of God in you will enable you to overrule that that's coming from the natural. Okay, now um, in in, in verse 14, I'm back in, in Colossians, guys. It says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. And that's the c- certificate of debt, which is what the law resembles, the law says you got to pay for what you've done. So that's the ordinance, the law of debt that says you got to pay for what you've done. Oh, but when Jesus came, hallelujah, Jesus, on the cross, yeah. he annihilated the law. That it no longer have the power to hold you in debt for whatever you do. Because in Christ, when you confess your sins, you are immediately forgiven of your sin. But more importantly than that, the reason why that can happen, because Jesus paid the debt. He paid the debt on the cross. So since he paid for it, you don't have to pay again. It's marked paid, Amen. done, yes. over. Yes. Amen. Yes. So that's what it means by blotting out those ordinances or those certificates of debt that was against us, which, which was now is contrary yes. to us, yes. and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Yes. Yes. Oh, glory, 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 glory. The ordinances were the law God gave Moses, which were God's righteous standard that man could not fulfill or keep. Amen. So Christ nailed it to the cross, which frees us from the law, which means we cannot be condemned by the law, for Christ already paid the cost. <laughs> and by confession and repenting, we are immediately delivered from the penalty of sin and death. Sin. And death exists, Mm -hmm. but is powerless Mm -hmm. to a believer because the debt of it was paid on the cross. Are y'all getting that? So we're not under its clutches anymore. Glory. Glory. See, Jesus' death on the cross reconciled us back to God. Okay? Okay god cannot dwell with sin or overlook sin if god cannot dwell in sin or overlook sin if it hadn't been for jesus we wouldn't be back in relationship with him but because we're in relationship with him through the cross and the blood now we are not marked as sinners we are saints who can sin and confess it and be forgiven we're not a sinner okay he had jesus nailed to the cross for sinners who he loved so much that he went and made that sacrifice to cleanse us from all unrighteousness In those days of, you know, doing the crucifixion, it was customary when a criminal was executed on a stake to nail a list of his crimes over the stake. (laughs) Glory! (laughs) Oh, 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 wake up! (laughs) But Jesus went to the stake. And everything that we could possibly think of doing was nailed to the stake yeah. and was counted for at that time, yeah. okay? Yeah. Now, oh, let's go over to John 19 so you can see what, what was said. on. It. It's going to let us know what was on that stake. John 19, starting with verses 19 through 22. It says, And Pilate wrote on a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. (laughs) Glory. Okay. This title then read many of the Jews for the place where Jesus was crucified was nigh or near to the city and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin meant for all men to have the understanding of what it means. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. Then said the chief priest of the Jews to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. And your stupidity. You cannot eradicate what I have just said. Okay, now the Jews, the covenant people, the people who Jesus, some of the people who Jesus went to the cross for, Says, don't say he's the king. Say that he said he's the king. Okay, but Pilate had enough sense to know, because he was being led by the spirit. You know, the spirit can leave evil, wicked people sometimes. Okay, he was being led by the spirit to write the truth. Why? It it was a truth that they had not come to the realization of, and only the king could be paid the price for our sins, to eradicate it and to free us from it, okay? Now, what Pilate was really saying to them, you have falsely charged him with rebelling against Caesar, and you know that you have lied to my face. But the act stands, because the king has gone in your place, paid the cost, for your sin that have set you all free. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. And no matter what was said, it was written on the stake. And the price was paid, okay? And it was paid for all men. So now, as a result, Jesus leaves the grave, He goes sit on the right-hand side with the Father, and, you know, before then, Jesus was interceding for us, okay? But now he goes and he sits on the throne with the Father on his right hand, but he leaves us the Holy Spirit, who is now the intercessor on our behalf. So he intercedes on our behalf, so what happens Hallelujah. As a believer, when we sin now, the Holy Spirit holds up the cup to the Father to remind him about the blood that was shed on our behalf. So he is obligated to forgive us of the sins we committed. He says, if you confess, I am faithful And just, just why? Because he's a man of honor and it is written. And as a man of honor, he has to do what he said that he has written in the word. Okay? So the Holy Ghost intercedes on our behalf to the Father. Not only to remind the Father when we we confess and repent to forgive us, but he intercedes on guiding us, comforting us, Leading us, yeah. intersecting between us in, this, in the situation. Yeah. He leads us in prayer. Yeah. Yes, he, does. <laughs> he leads us in the prayer that the Holy Spirit gets from the Father. So the Father is telling us how to pray for the situations that we in when we know not how to pray. Yeah. So that the perfect prayer is prayed. Yeah. That's the work of of the the Holy Spirit who's interceding in between us and our problems. That's why hapakashana, that's why you don't have to worry about how you sound. You need to worry about who you know. If you know the Holy Spirit, then when you get in a pinch and you got to pray, he'll let you know how and what to say that will bring forth the hand of God in the situation to bring the expected effectual end that you need. He leads us in prayer. He reminds the Father of the blood of Jesus. And the Father is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful, not like Satan, yeah. to forgive us of all sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. See, our battle is to remember what was done on the cross yeah. and walk in the victory of it. Yeah. Our battle is not to battle Satan. Yeah. See, we battle Satan when we speak what thus says the Lord. Amen. Not with your little sayings and workings and, and, and you know, and, and thinking that you got some... You, you 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 just got some power. You don't have power if you don't know who you belong to. Amen. And you don't execute what you know from him. Yeah. Not what you get from listening to other folks. Woo. Because it sounds good. Amen. You got to do more than sound good. Yeah. You got to know good. Yeah. Yeah. In your heart. Yeah. <laughs> okay? <Yeah. laughs> so... So that you can have the victory that has already been acclaimed and proven by the blood of Jesus. Okay, because Jesus is now sitting on the throne, waiting and watching for what we're going to do. Well, what he's left for us to do while we're sitting around waiting for him to do what he's already done. We're expecting him to do so much, and we do nothing but sit around here, look sad, moaning, and groaning, and complaining, and whining, and everything, and he says, I've done it. It's up to you to pull it down from heaven, okay? That's the battle that we fight. That's the real battle that, that, that that we're fighting. Okay, okay, let's go back over to Colossians, and I think. 15, and it says, Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in all things. See, Adam passed over legal rights to Satan by sin. And, and that was the legal rights over all of mankind. But Jesus took our rights back and spoiled Satan and defeated his rights at the cross. When he atoned for all sin. So Satan has no more legal rights to hold us in bondage. You need to know that you are in bondage out of ignorance through because, uh, blindness. I'll put it that way. But the Bible does say ignorance, okay. <laughs> Which I like that better. <laughs> Blindness by the spirit of darkness and fear that comes from the spirit of darkness. Yeah. Do you, do you, you know he works overtime to keep you blinded from the truth. Okay, keep you fearful so that you don't step in the authority that was given to you by the blood and the cross okay so he wants to hold you in captivity so that you can stay in bondage without realizing you are illegally in a place that you don't belong because see everything's been atoned for you okay so you open up the door a passage for the spirit of blindness and fear by satan to come in and you leave the door standing wide open for him to have his way to wreak havoc over you. Do you know, just as easy as you open that door, you can close that door. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, we were looking for a big seance and a big, big ordeal to, to, to get free. The freedom is just as easy as you're realizing that you are in an illegal state by an illegal captive, okay, and then you begin to speak. See, you have to speak it a lot, not so much to convince darkness, but to convince me that the word works. The blood, the word, and the name are your weapons of warfare. That means the enemy will flee from the blood, the name, and and the word, okay? but he also knows your weakness yeah. so he knows when you're coming in power and in faith and that's the power your faith he knows when you're speaking by faith and opposed to fear and trembling yeah. so you have to keep seeing it till you become a believer of it and when you become a believer of it when you speak it with that kind of force and conviction Then he knows you know who you are. And when you say that, he must flee. You know, we can lay hands and, you know, and all of that. That's fine. But I'm under the real freedom and the real power is from your faith, believing and trusting in the one you call Savior. So what Jesus did on the cross was before the whole world. And so when we speak the word, That's not magic. It's truth. You know, people tend to think that you're doing some kind of magical something. It's the truth. And the truth will make you free. Okay? Because of what he did on the cross. And he did it before the whole world. So when it talks about having spoiled principalities and powers, it's talking about the the world powers and rulers. So he did it before the whole world. Remember what was written on there was written in the three major languages. So the whole world saw what he did. And everything that was below the earth and the other two heavens. (laughs) So everything knew what Jesus had done when he gave... When he gave up the ghost, didn't nobody take nothing from him. When he gave up the ghost and said, "It is finished." It turned black the whole world because the light of the world. Yeah. Hallelujah, Jesus. If it turned black cuz the light of the world gave it up, then when he reappeared in the resurrected body, the light came forth. We have light. We don't have to dwell in darkness. Yes. We don't have to walk in darkness. Darkness. We have a choice. You have a choice to refuse the stuff that comes to you yes. that causes you to be sad, yes. confused, yes. conflicted, yes. fearful, yes. overcome. Yes. We have a choice to refuse that Amen. so that the light Of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ of his kingdom will flood our hearts and our minds so that we can overcome that they come to try to destroy us what Jesus did on the cross was before the whole world all powers and principalities so how can one just as the Colossians were doing this is why he was preaching this to them believe in pagan worship and doctrines of angels Worshipping when Jesus triumphed over all of them. You know, you may not be believing in, in the, uh, worshiping angels and other kind of pagan religions, but you believe, and anytime you believe more in what the world can do, you believe in, in pagan worship. Amen. Anytime your faith is more in this world and our government than it is in our Lord, that's a pagan worship. Now, I know y'all don't want to receive that, but because of hierarchy, you think that Amen. this is how it's supposed to be. Well, if it's gone against the laws of God, no, it isn't. And when I say we believe more in that than we do in Christ, because, see, if you don't believe in it, then you should be praying it down. Amen. You should be taking a stand against it spiritually and not thinking there's nothing that you can do because they said it and they put it in force. This is the earth. Did we not just begin with the fact that you're no longer of earthly things, yes. but of heavenly things? That was the beginning of the scripture for those of you all who just came in. And so because we are of heavenly things, we get to speak what God says. Yes. Amen. I'm not talking about some foolish, soulish mess Amen. that comes up. I'm talking about speak what God has to say with the intentions that you are doing this for the change to come. Amen. And watch what God will do on our behalf. He, he's, just, he's just waiting for the body of Christ to come together and, and triumph over what he's already overcome. Amen. Okay? I wrote down, studying these verses is opening up my eyes to the strongholds of darkness that causes believers to leave biblical truth to feel good about their fleshy decision. And then before I was just mad. Okay, God has given me a greater understanding. How anger keeps them from receiving words of truth that will free them. How anger will keep them from receiving words of truth that will free them. Let me tell you, when that happens, oh, they get so irate and angry, you will have thought you had touched them. Okay, think about that. Who's behind that, okay? And how they hide behind a fence or a wall of offense. Now, we must pray effectual fervent prayers. Why did I say effectual fervent prayers? because the Bible says in James, it avails much. The fervent effectual prayers will expose the darkness that has just overpowered a believer. And it will avail what needs to be done for them to be free. So their freedom don't come because we decide to, we have to go in prayer and labor on behalf of people's strongholds. Yes. But we can't do it in anger. You. So you got, we have to realize that there's a spirit power behind their thoughts, their thought life and actions that is coming against the Lord. And it's not coming against us. 'Cause you first thing you feel is you is that they're coming against you because you're being attacked. Because that's what they think. Amen. Their comeback is to attack you. Because they don't know any better to know they are they are actually attacking God. They're not attack attacking you. See, the power that's moving them is the power of Satan. The power that spoke to you to bring the correction and change is the power of God. You follow what I'm saying? So when they have an issue with what you're saying that is righteous, they're coming against God, not you. And the moment we can recognize that and, and fight this battle the way God want, wants us to fight it, uh, the sooner they'll get free and come from up under those strongholds. Amen. Because they don't even realize that they are living daily with strongholds that is ruling and guiding their mindset. Think about that. When I say ruling and guiding their mindset, you know why I say that? Because their response, their reactions, and their thoughts are automatic. That only comes from where you dwelled most of your time in. That doesn't come from a new creation in Christ. That comes from a broken person who have not caught on to who they have become in Christ. Do you understand that? That automatic, that's practice. We become what we practice. So that's practice conversation, practice thoughts, Practice reaction. And so when something spiritual come along, they can't receive it. That's why you've got to labor and prayer for their deliverance. Because that's called a stronghold. And when we have to get beyond the fact that you're not being attacked, they think they're attacking you. And if we respond that way, yeah, they succeeded, But we're not being attacked. It's the Lord that's being attacked. Now, why? Remember in John 10, 10 it states, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill. Don't come for any other reason, but to steal and to kill and to destroy. This was written by Jesus because he says, I come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. See, Satan comes with a false way of salvation. And he uses prophets, pastors, teachers, and naysayers to get the message over. Amen? Okay. But God said, I come to bring you life. And so, remember, Satan's so busy because he, he is so blinded himself trying to s- destroy Jesus so he can be the ruler that he does and he uses God's people that allow themselves to be used by him to try to make the message of truth in the gospel invalid. Why? Because you've been in a stronghold for so long believing the lie that when the truth comes you can't even embrace it. You can't even look it in the face. You don't even want to hear it. You can't open your mouth and speak it because the stronghold has you in captivity. And so what comes out of your mouth is what he puts in there. Until you make the, the decision and say, it's over. You know, longer will rule my mind and my heart And you will no longer have my soul. I have given it all to Christ. And now I will speak those things that brings life. That brings joy. That brings peace to me. Nobody else can go in on your behalf and set you free. It has to be you making that decision. Because as a believer, you have already been equipped with what you need to fight the battle. But you have to recognize the the weapons you have in hand and begin to use them and operate in them. And it comes, first of all, with your thought pattern. Because how a man thinketh, so is he. And you cannot use the excuse, well, I thought. That's not an excuse. That is a truth. Yes, you thought. And you thought wrong. So you've got the consequences of your thoughts. And that's just the beginning of it. Because you just keep going down that wrong road of thoughts like you've been thinking and see where it's going to end you up at. Satan comes with a false way of salvation. Because you think you're saved with your, with your natural thoughts. Natural thoughts comes from who? Because you think they're all intellectual. But in James, it says there's two kinds of wisdom. Wisdom from above and wisdom from below. Intellectual wisdom is from below. Oh, it sounds good and it's all of that. But can it make you free? Can it redeem you from hell and sin? Can it reconcile you back to Christ? It's okay to be educated, but get the first education so that you know how to apply the second. Verses 16 and 17. (laughs) It says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat, or meat means food, or in drink, or in respect of any holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. That means we, the church, is of Christ. It's like, get your focus off of situations and calendars and and feasts and celebrations and stuff, and put it on what really matters, okay? The challenge of the Colossians church was being controlled by legalism. However, we face some of that today. When we add any rule or regulation to the finished work of Christ, we have just annulled or revoked the grace of God. See, when, when, when we're fighting within the body of Christ about uh, what day we were, we were to worship on, whether we eat meat on Friday, uh, <laughs> all these different kinds of rules and regulations, you have now just revoked and annulled God's grace. That's not the issue the issue is understanding who you are in christ so that you can live a life free from sin that's the that's the issue about life all this other stuff the satan puts in you just to keep division among believers and to keep your focus on non-essential things that will not save you it is also to keep the body of christ divided Because where there's no unity, there's no power. And as long as we stay divided, then all of the hell that's breaking loose in our world will continue to do that. So Paul is letting, letting, letting them know that the finished work is of Christ. And that you are free to observe or not to observe. Either you are free from the law or not. And if part of the law is what you choose to practice, you will have to keep all of the law. And if we could have kept the law, he wouldn't have never sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. Okay? Um, uh, Let me read my commentary out of my Bible for these verses. Okay, it says, The Colossians are to let no man judge you regarding dietary matters, like meat and drink, or regarding religious calendar observation. This verse could be translated... For these were a shadow of future things, but the substance belongs to Christ. A shadow is just a a little taste. The future belongs to Christ. So you focus on the shadow if you want to. You're going to miss out on the blessing. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. It says, because back in that day, the Mosaic um, dietary restrictions were... Uh, were uh, at in and calendar celebrations were the main things for them. It says, Where shadow things to come in that they foreshadowed or foretold of coming spiritual blessings, but the substance of these blessings or these divine benefits themselves come not from the law, but from Christ. Okay. See, we get so caught up in the occasions of the dates and all of this stuff that you miss where the real blessing comes. The real blessings is, those things are supposed to be symbolic of a worship. But we're to worship the real person, that's Jesus Christ, which was where the benefits come. Divine benefits themselves come not from the law, but from Christ. The Colossians then should not allow heretics to tie them up with legalistic rules and regulations. They should instead occupy themselves with all the blessings granted them through Christ, which we occupy, which means put your focus on the benefits of Christ, Amen. not on the thou shoulds and thou should not, or in their day thou shall and thou shall not, which we do that today, okay, and we. It, it, but Jesus coming was to give us a freedom and a liberation. And we're so busy trying to get back into the law again that's been abolished by the new covenant, by a new and better covenant, which is in Jesus. Because let me tell you, anything that is not going to honor the Father and is not right, don't you know the Holy Spirit is going to reveal it to you? And, and, and we're not supposed to be worshiping the day of, of Sabbath of worship, but worship the God of the Sabbath. Because every day should be Sabbath. If you're worshiping the Lord of the Sabbath, every day should be Sabbath. Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he have not seen, vainly puffed up by his... You know, uh, the unseen, the mystique of that really gets us in trouble. And and, and so many times people... Want to say I saw an angel he angel visited me, or some dead relative came and told me that I need to do thus and so and and you know and all of that and if you try to dispute that oh th- th- you would think you have committed the the uh uh, uh the, the worst Amen. carnal sin in in the world and and and, and it's just such an injustice to the fact of who you are and that there's only one spirit that can come and visit you and his name is called Holy. And anything that was born of flesh and clay and died and left here is not a Holy Spirit. I don't care how righteous they may have been when they were living there, not a Holy Spirit. Okay? And, 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 and you need to leave them alone if they went to heaven so that they can enjoy their time with God. And if they went to hell, you really need to leave them alone because they don't come bearing nothing good, which then helps you, puts you in a state where when you run across these people who are who are alive, operating out of philosophy and theory, make it easy for you to receive their lies because you've been deceived by an unclean spirit. All right, when it says the whole fast, it'd be united with Christ, who is the head and we are the body. Okay? And um, um, it says we grow stronger in faith the body as we hold firmly to Christ the head all right so that and that's what Paul is saying it's when we stay firmly knit together with Christ we can be knit together with each other okay and 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 when we do that we increase in knowledge daily we increase in knowledge daily when there's a divide you're you're not going to increase because that's why Satan brings a division. Because he don't want you to increase in knowledge. If you cr- increase in knowledge, guess what? His kingdom has no power over you. Amen. When you increase in the knowledge of God, that's why he doesn't want you to increase in that. Because he wants to hold on to the power of you. So, so that he can destroy you. Okay? Um... And so, in in, in verse 20, it says, Where have you been dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world? Why, as though living in the world, are you subject to to the laws? The rudiments of the world is basic uh, principles. Now, I'm going to read my commentary from both 19 and 20. And it says, the Greek word holding means to hold fast to someone so as to remain united with him. So we're to hold fast to God. That means we're to be united with with him. The head is Christ. Thus not holding the head reveals that the local heretics possess no relationship with Christ. By not holding on to the head, which is Christ, it means that heretics possess no relationship with Christ. They were not therefore true Christians. See, that's, that's, thank you, Paul, because that is my theory. When I see people stray from a truth that you're getting, it may not be popular and it may not appease your flesh, but it's a truth. And when I see you stray from it to go with something else, then I realize you weren't saved in the first place. Because saved ears have a different understanding of truth then unsaved because God has divinely given us that ability so it says they were not therefore true Christians as the head is Christ so the body is figuratively represented to be the church and the joints and bands are by implication the individual believers within the church having nourishment ministered and knit together means being supported and united From Christ, the head, then the church, the body, derives spiritual growth as it's supported and united by the various ministering believers. Joint bands in the assembly. You see, when you get these long ranger saints who won't (laughs) accept the truth, and now they think that they're hearing from from the Lord all the time and what they are saying is true, beware. That's a heretic. Because we can only grow together. No Lone Ranger Saints. Yes. And when you have separated yourself from the body that you are supposed to be united and knitted together, you're not hearing from heaven where our Father resides at. You're hearing from unclean spirits yes. that wants to keep you in darkness yes. so that he can destroy you. Yes. Amen. We bear witness to the truth. So when we come together together, in, in agreement with his word, when one is of you, the others bring them back into order with, with the truth. but when you reject it because you're the only saved holy ghost-filled spiritual giant, you're in trouble Amen. because we all got to learn and we all make mistakes and when you in a council of, of, of instruction, that's safety yes, yeah. that's safety. But when you are a lone ranger, you're treading on some bad territory that's going to keep you messed up and confused. 21, touch not, taste not, Paul is talking about all of the do nots, which all are to perish with the using after the commandments and the doctrines of men. So he's saying because they come from man and man is clay, it's going to all just go away and disappear. But God's truth stays from generation to generation yeah. is the beginning and the ending. Yeah. It's everlasting, yeah. okay? Yeah. Which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will, worship, and humility, and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying the flesh? Now, that, uh, that means <coughs> an appearance of wisdom. When it says, and indeed a show of wisdom... It has an appearance of wisdom. It's not wisdom. Remember, Satan is a counterfeiter. So he tries to make things look real that are not real. Okay, it says, we'll worship in humility, self-imposed religion, where you are doing all of these things to appear so spiritual and religious. And so that's where those thou shall not and thou shall come from. Because you've come up with your own form of worship. And it's nothing but religion. So it's self-imposed. Okay, and neglecting of, of, of the body means severe treatment. Where, you know, some people want to punish themselves to make themselves holy and for God to forgive me. That's severe treatment. God convicts. He does not condemn. He convicts you out of wrong into righteousness, Satan condemns. So the bottom line, nothing is accomplished by flesh, but by the spirit, the Holy spirit. This is why we need him. And we need to know that we have invited him into, into our hearts to do the will of the father. He comes in and over us to empower us to do what the flesh cannot do on its own. Amen. And one of the greatest things that the flesh cannot do is deliver self and often judge right from wrong. Without the spirit, we will follow the way that the Uh, the spirit of darkness wants to lead us because he already knows what you like that makes you feel good and so he will lead you to those areas that will cause you to pamper your flesh as your soul suffer leanness remember when the israelites was in the wilderness being delivered and they begin to complain about what they were missing from when they were in captivity that's what we do i'm not ready to let go right now lord i know i need to but right now no 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 not right now Okay. It's the same thing. And so what did God do? He gave them what they, were, what they wanted. And the Bible says their soul suffered leanness. Yeah. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.